It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here. And this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'm going to introduce my guest momentarily, and I promise we're going to have a lot of fun. I just want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. One thing I'm constantly learning from people that I interview is that the world is full of amazing possibilities. There's one exercise I occasionally come back to, and it's something that stretches my imagination. A few years ago, when I lived in Arizona, there was a Walmart store that was relocating to a much better location, which left a 50,000 square foot building completely empty. So here's my question. If you had 50,000 square feet of space available, what would you do with it? What would generate the most money? Would you reopen as another retail space? Would you divide it up and create a space with multiple uses? Would you open a gym, make it an office space complex, create an amusement center? Would you sell it? What would you do with it? I encourage you to spend some time thinking about questions such as this because it's a great exercise to expanding your thoughts and thinking bigger than ever before. The bigger you allow yourself to think, the bigger your world gets. And when you truly believe you live in a big world full of possibilities, you can be and do anything you want. With this in mind, I want to introduce my very special guest. He is Keaton Hoskins. Let me tell you about him. You may recognize him as the muscle from the hit TV show Diesel Brothers, but who is the man behind the muscle? His dad died in his arms when he was 21, and that flipped a switch that led him to building 30 successful businesses, including a cookie company, a dental office, a plastic surgery clinic, an apparel company, a sports supplement store, a marketing agency, and sports training facilities. His unstoppable mental mindset has outsold every single event he's ever run and attracts legendary speakers. His biggest pride and joy would be his Limitless Society Club, which has grown to over 1,000 members in less than a year and produced eight millionaires. One of them is worth $35 million. But Keaton's success story isn't just limited to financial prosperity. He's incorporated his principles of success into every aspect of his life. He's found true happiness and fulfillment by being a great dad, a great husband, a friend, and a citizen of society. And we just have so much to talk about because he is one of the most sought-after speakers and mentors in the world today. So here we are with my very special guest, Keaton Hoskins. Keaton, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm so good, Brian. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. I've never done uh, a radio show. Well, fantastic. There's a first time for everything. Uh-huh. So given the nugget that I let off with, I'm going to ask you straight away, what would you do with 50,000 square foot of commercial space if you had it? You know what? I was actually thinking that while you were saying it, and I wanted to shout out before you even gave me a chance, but I think I would do storage units. I think with uh, storage yeah. units, there's really, really low end uh work on on the landlord's part and most of the time it uh they fill up really quickly and i think you can make a lot of money from storage units so i that would be my answer would be storage units i love that because as grant cardone likes to say cash flow is king and it's passive it's something that recurs every month unless someone elects to leave and if someone doesn't pay you just lock their unit confiscate their stuff get rid of it and re-rent it all over again 
And the best part about that is you can sell their stuff at an auction and sometimes pay, people pay a lot of money for those storage unit auctions. Oh yeah, I mean, there are shows like Storage Wars where you you have a leftover set of stuff in a storage unit and it's fun to see if there's anything valuable that people left behind. Sometimes it's really surprising. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure that's a whole crazy thing in and of itself. Absolutely. So let me ask you the question that I normally lead with. Did you envision early on that you would be where you are today? Yeah, you know what? I think I always knew that I was going to be very, very happy, very successful. Um, and I think I always knew from a young age that I was going to be obsessed with progression in everything that I did. Um, to say that I could pinpoint where I would be at 35 years old right now, I think would, would just be kind of garbage. But I, I always knew that I was going to find success and happiness in anything that I, I put out or set out to do. That's fantastic. So tell us what your path looked like prior to what you're doing now. Um, man, I have a crazy story. I don't know if it's any crazier than anybody else's, but uh, from the young age of 21, um, I actually, I'll go a little bit back. At 19, I was, uh, I was a Mormon missionary, and I went on a, a two-year Mormon mission to Seattle, Washington. And after I came back from that, I had been home for about two months, and my father had been sick for a really long time. Um, and my dad was like the hardcore go to college, preach the 401k, take the safe route, nine to five, work for a company and retire. And that's all he kind of pushed into us. And uh, on his deathbed, I had a lot of conversations with him. I I'm the oldest of five siblings. And I, mm -hmm. I sat next to him on his deathbed and I listened to the regret in his eyes um, and, and everything that he was saying to me. He essentially regretted telling me that that was the way life should have been done. His uh, his whole entire philosophy on safety was total BS. And as he as he died, he said, go chase and do what you want um, and, and chase your dreams. And so essentially from that point at 21 years old, I decided I was never going to work for anybody. And realistically, even if I didn't decide that, I just wouldn't have been able to do it. I didn't have the ability to do that. I almost failed high school. I definitely didn't do well in college. Um, so I dropped out of college and I just I made a decision that I was going to sink on my own ship before I was going to sell on somebody else's. And so from that time forward, I started my first company, um, which was a, a personal training company. And then I opened up a big gym. Um, and from there, I just, I opened up everything. I tried to start a dental office, a plastic surgery clinic, a supplement company, a marketing company. Um, and in every single one of those instances, I never had any money. My father didn't leave me any money. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so I learned how to get creative with, with starting companies, which is one of the things that I tell people now is if you don't have any money, it's okay. You can start a company with no money. It's definitely much easier with money, but I will tell anybody at any time you could start from the streets and make yourself a millionaire in less than 18 months if you really want to put in the time and effort. And so, you know, we started doing that. And then about halfway through when I was 25, I had made you know, a good amount of money. And I had started a company with my friends called Diesel Sellers. Um, and essentially, we were giving away trucks for free. And we were monetizing on Facebook. We were showing people that you could start advertising on Facebook, and all you needed was a crowd. So the best way to bring a crowd is to tell people you're going to give away a truck. And yeah. in the interim of all of that, we uh, we got we got put on the Jay Leno show because we were becoming kind of uh, famous on YouTube and in Facebook. And we were doing skits and things, just kind of crazy stuff that got us viral. 
And on the Jay Leno show, the Discovery Channel saw us and said, hey, we want to do a TV show with you guys. And we were like, "Uh, I don't know if that's what we want to do. We actually put them off for about a year. Um, We continued to build one of the businesses, which was Diesel Sellers, like I said, um, and Diesel Power Gear, which is essentially still a company today. And uh, we started uh, about a year later filming with the Discovery Channel, and we became the number one reality TV show on Discovery Channel for about the last 10 years. Um, Our last season actually aired only like, oh, I think about 10 months ago. Wow. So, so kind of in the middle of all that, I started, it's actually 35 companies as of today. Um, I've mm. launched 35 companies. I had a hit TV show and to get you all the way caught up to date about a year ago at the end of our film, filming of our TV show, at the end of selling one of my companies, I decided I literally, I got on social media and I said, you know what? I, I just want to help people. And so I put a post up on social media. I said, you know what? I'm going to make 10 millionaires this year. I don't know how I'm going to do it but I'm gonna make 10 people a millionaire this year. And I remember my wife was like, what are you doing? She had no idea what I was doing. I don't even think I knew what I was doing. But essentially I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages of people saying, well, I'm in, how do I do it? And so that kind of put together the birth of what I now have as my mentor program, which is called Limitless Society. Um, And that's a, a mentoring program where I teach people that the sky is the limit, that every single person on this earth was put here for a reason, and that is to become successful and happy and find progress and do every single thing that they want to do in this life. So, you know, that kind of took over. And now I uh, I mentor thousands and thousands of people on how to get the life that they want. That is absolutely fantastic. And we will talk about all of these things as the show moves along. We've got about three minutes or so to our first break. So tell us about the Diesel Brothers show. You told us how the opportunity came to you. You were on Jay Leno and Discovery saw you. But how, what, what, for those who have never seen Diesel Brothers, tell us a little bit about it. So essentially, the, the show is just us. Um, there's, there's three of us. Uh, Heavy D, which most people have heard of. Diesel Dave. And then myself, The Muscle. Um, and we just, we just, we're a bunch of guys that like to build diesel trucks and diesel things, anything that added diesel. And we just built the most outrageous things we could. We built helicopter diesels, motorcycle diesels, school bus diesel. I mean, everything that you could possibly think of, we built it and we just kind of had fun with it. We never had any real crazy purpose. We just wanted to, we were just a bunch of guys that just wanted to have fun. That's amazing. And did the show also involve selling those things or was it just more about the the love of the craft? Um, you know what? It There definitely was an aspect. We do sell. Um, we actually still do. We sell lots of, of builds, but no, it was just the love of the craft. Now, of course, when people see the stuff that you build on TV, uh, you could imagine that, of course, they want to buy it. So we definitely have people that buy the things that we build. But it all started and began and went through with just the fact that we love to build things. And we we literally, if we could even imagine it, we would build it. Absolutely. We've got less than two minutes to our first break. When you start companies, do you start these companies to sell them or to build and keep a legacy going? Uh, neither. I just started companies because I would see some kind of a need and I would just jump in and say, I can fill that need right now. And I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know how much money it's going to cost. I don't know how many people are going to want it, but I see a need for myself or for my family and I'm, I want it. I want to do it. That's absolutely fantastic. So what would you say is your big mission right now? 
Um, my biggest mission is that I want to convince people that they absolutely have the ability to do and be anything that they want to be in this life. And they just need a quick mindset shift to figure out how to do it. Fantastic. We are here with Keaton Hoskins and we are going to come back after the break and we are going to talk about so many amazing things. We're going to talk about what it's like to be an entrepreneur. How do you know who to partner with? I'm going to ask what's the most expensive mistake he's ever made. I love asking this question. I'm going to tell him now that I'm going to ask him this at the yes time <laughs> during the break to think about it. And we'll come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's Did you hear about the Gabrielunzi bear caught rummaging through a refrigerator in an apartment in Colorado? The tenant heard noises coming from the kitchen and saw a bear with his head in the fridge looking for anything it could eat. What's a word for food that's unfit for human consumption? Ma wallop. The tenant locked himself in his bedroom and called for help. What's a word for the fear of bears? Ursophobia. We have lots of bears near our Colorado cabin, and we have been told that pepper spray will keep them away. But the idea that it would keep a 500-pound grizzly bear from attacking seems ridiculous to me. I think I'll try the pepper spray on myself and hope the bear doesn't like spicy foods. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Keaton Hoskins. And if you've not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, please do that. Leave a review. That would mean a lot to me. And we've been doing this for about 11 and a half years. We have over 500 episodes. I would like to think that five stars is something that you'd like to give us. And I would highly appreciate that if you did. So, Keaton, let me ask you, uh, what do you think is your rock bottom or most defining moment that really taught you that, okay, something really has to change now? You know what? I This is a really good question, I think, for the majority of people. Um, but I'll be honest with you, Brian. I, I've i never been in a place where I, I should knock on wood saying this out loud. I've never been in a place at rock bottom. I've never been in a place where I just continued to fail and fail and fail. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been pretty blessed in my life to be able to see um, – 
to essentially see where I want to go and what I want to do. Now, that's not to say I haven't made mistakes, um, mm -hmm. but I will tell you this. I've never had a company that I didn't make money from. Um, I've never had a company that I felt like was, quote, unquote, a failure. Um, I, I will say this, and I say this to a lot of people, and, and I don't know how your listeners are or who they are, um, but I, I, the best piece of advice I could ever give anybody is to contemplate the idea of death because death actually puts you in a really, really good perspective. And the reason that I share that with you, Brian, is because we talked about this just a little bit earlier. My father passing away at 21 years old, that put death in the forefront of my mind from the time I was 21 till today, which, you know, I'm 35. And because of that, it has put me in such a good perspective that it has allowed me to make most of, I would say, all of my decisions based on the future that one day I'm going to die. And it mm -hmm. has put me in a really good place to never make such a bad mistake that it became a failure. And again, I'm not saying I'm not sitting here saying I've never made mistakes, but I can tell you this. I've never been in a place in my life that I was so far down and out that I had to look around and say, OK, this is not where I want to be. So I need to make a change. Um, and I like to be clear about that because I think a lot of the people that I help have been in that situation mm -hmm. and I don't want them to feel like, Hey, I know exactly how you feel because I don't, I at a young age was put into that perspective of, of death is coming for all of us. Mm -hmm. And it has put me in the mindset that I think has been very different than most people around me. Yeah. So why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? People have lots of different reasons for that. Man, I, I, I've actually been going back and forth with this whole idea. I don't know if entrepreneurs are born or if they're made. Um, I will say the type of personality that I have is probably one that was born. Um, I don't think I had a choice, Brian. I, I, I would have been the guy that got that got fired from every single job I ever had. I have such a hard time with authority. I have such a hard time following other people's rules. I have a really hard time jumping through hoops that I don't see a need for, especially mm -hmm. just busy, busy hoops. It's one of the mm -hmm. reasons I didn't do very good in school. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say at the end of the day, I was born to make my own path. I, I was never in a place where I thought, you know, the nine to five may work for me or may not, but I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I honestly feel like from the day I was born until today, there really was only one path for me. And I, I also like to say this just as a keynote for those that are listening, mm -hmm. I would say that not everybody can be an entrepreneur and that may be something that puts me in hot water. But if, mm -hmm. if, if you're in a, a place in your life and you're wondering if you should be or could be, I think everybody should try. Mm -hmm. But I do think that people should understand. I don't think that everybody should be an entrepreneur. I really don't. You know, I, I like that because I think a lot of people see the dream, but they don't understand how hard you have to work to get there. And that oh, can yeah. be really daunting for some people for sure. Um, how do you know who to partner with? Man, that's a really good question. Um, I would tell people this. I actually had this question not that long ago at one of my events. He said, how, how do you set up your partnerships? This is what I say. Um, being in a partnership is really, really hard. And it takes both sides being willing to say they're wrong and both sides mm -hmm. willing to take criticism and so on and so forth. And to, to say to everybody, hey, if you really try hard, you will never be in a bad partnership. That's, that's garbage advice. Right. Everybody at some point is probably going to be in a bad partnership. So I would actually follow a, a, a better path and say, if you're smart, 
you should find a better divorce clause to start any partnership. The best mm -hmm. partnerships in the world have the best divorce clause. If mm -hmm. I start a partnership and I automatically know what my expectations are and if I don't fulfill those expectations that these partnerships will not remain or, or continue and that in my contract with my partner, that if I don't do it or he doesn't do his job, that we can separate and divorce, those seem to be the, the most successful partnerships that I find in my life. Now, yeah. again, that's way preface to even finding a partner is having mm -hmm. a good divorce clause is what keeps you not only out of hot water, but it keeps the expectation on both of you saying, hey, if this doesn't work, we have a great divorce clause that we can separate at any time. That's absolutely amazing. I've never heard anyone say that before. Thank you for sharing that for sure. Let me ask you this. What is the best action you didn't take? Um, oh man, this sounds really cliche. I honestly wish, Brian, that I would have, I would, I wish I would have gotten a, a mentor early on in my life. Mm. The reason that I am one now is simply because it's something that I wanted to do. Um, and now that I'm in the space and I realize how much money and time I've saved people, if I could have gone back, I truly believe that I would have been a, a multi-billionaire today. Mm. If I would have started at 21, found somebody living the life that I want and sat down with him or her and said, hey, I want the life that you have. How much do I need to pay you for you to show me the way, the quickest route, the shortcut to getting there and avoid all the pitfalls of mistakes and bad partnerships and money spent and bad investing? What will it take? I wish that that's the one thing I would have done. Absolutely. What do you think is the most expensive mistake you've ever made? It can be financial. It doesn't have to be. Maybe it's something that you hung on to way too long or something that you didn't take advantage of soon enough. And that's a hard question to answer. I, I think, again, I'm going to go back to that that last answer. I think that I would have saved probably half a million dollars in mm -hmm. one of my first partnerships. When I was really young and I bought into a gym, I bought one of the biggest gyms here in Utah. It was 75,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. I had a partner who was 65 years old. He was a multimillionaire over and over again. Um, and to be very frank with you, he took advantage of the fact that I was very young. Um, mm. He put things in the contract that he shouldn't have. Um, it was just, it wasn't a good situation. Um, and our exit was not a good exit. I, I wasn't happy with it. Now, again, I made money and I was happy with what I learned there. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll tell you, that cost me probably half a million dollars, that partnership. Mm -hmm. Um, that I could have made. Um, and if I would have had a mentor that would have kind of walked me through that process, I would have made better decisions. Because again, you don't know what you don't know. And when you're right. 24 and you know nothing, right. you don't even realize that you don't know anything. So having somebody that I could have said, hey man, for five grand a month, can you just mentor me? That I could have had someone say, hey buddy, this is the way you should have set your contracts up. This is the expectations you should have had. These are things you should have done and it would have saved you hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think that that's my most expensive lesson was at 24 years old, I didn't know what I didn't know and I wish I would have had someone teach me. Absolutely. You've had businesses in a lot of different industries. So when you get started with something, do you pick an industry that is lucrative or do you pick an industry that you're really passionate about? Um, I, so I'll, I'll give you a great example. I actually haven't told anybody this, so this will be live on your, on, on your show. Um, I'm, I'm launching a new company here in the next six weeks. 
Mm. Um, and I'll just tell you how I came up with the company so you can kind of see how I break things down. I have, I have four beautiful daughters. And as a father, it's, uh, it's always a concern when your children get sick. And one of the things that my skinny little daughters have is when they get sick, they don't eat and they don't drink water. And so my number one concern is nutrition and getting in electrolytes and all of those things when they're sick. And I always thought what it would, what a cool idea it would be if I could have a popsicle that they actually liked that would replenish and give them everything they need while they're sick, right? And I think there's something out like that right now, um, but they don't taste very good. So a few weeks ago, I decided, you know what, I want to start a hydration popsicle company where it gives children the ability to hydrate in the summer that gives them electrolytes and their BCAs and their multivitamin, and their multimineral. So if these kids don't eat anything else or drink anything else, this would essentially replenish what they need. So I'm launching a company doing that. And it's merely because I see a need for it. I've always saw a need as a, as a nervous parent when my kids get sick and they're not eating and they're not not drinking. Mm -hmm. So guess what? I'm launching a, uh, a hydration popsicle company. That is absolutely amazing. What criteria do you have when you're selecting an opportunity? Apparently something that is necessary that you see a need for in your own life is, is very important. So, you know what? I just, I check two things. Do, is there a need for it? And will people pay for it? I do things a lot, a lot of times backwards, Brian, I'm probably not the best person to have on your show to talk about infrastructure of businesses because I never, ever get that right. I just hire somebody to do it in every one of my companies. I'm the very first person to step back and, and hire a CEO and a CFO and a CMO. Um, I found what my strengths are and I found what my weaknesses are and, and, you know, infrastructure and things like that is definitely my weakness. But when I pick to, to start a company, I literally just ask the world, is there a need and will people pay for this? Because all I genuinely care about is selling or having a product that can sell that I can make money from the rest of it. I'll build the company around. You know, yeah. a lot of times people get what's called analysis paralysis, where they think of a cool idea and then they spend mm -hmm. two years. How am I going to do this? Who's going to be doing this? How, how do I plan? How do, and then they never really do it. And my, yeah. I have the reverse problem. I see something and I go do it. And if people tell me I can't do it, then I, I do it even harder. And yep. that's essentially how I've started all my companies. I just go do stuff. Yeah. We've got less than a minute to our break. So real quickly, what do you think are maybe two or three of the most common habits that millionaires have? Um, I would tell you the number one best, uh, habit that anybody has that's been successful is discipline. And then I would say next to discipline would be impulse control. Mm. That, would that be is so two, important. Yeah. The two common denominators for successful people is discipline and impulse control. Fantastic answers. We are coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Keaton Hoskins. He is known as The Muscle on Diesel Brothers. We'll be right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. And we will talk about some of the events that he's hosting. We will talk about how he gets high-level people to speak at his events for free. We'll talk about his limitless society. And we'll talk about how he got at my life to mentor for We'll be right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? 
Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. Let's talk about some of the events that you host. Are these events in conjunction with your Limitless Society? Yeah, so so right now with Limitless Society, essentially it's it's just a a program where I get on each week and I teach um, principles around business and personal development. I've actually tied in the fact that you cannot become something successful if you don't work on yourself. There is no business owner or entrepreneur or CEO or anybody that's successful at any right that hasn't worked on themselves. So a lot of what I teach in Limitless Society is personal development, but essentially what I do is each week we have a call and you know something just like this where we go over and we teach principles and then I put people in my network and my network's really crazy. But every quarter we have an event. So you know every three months we have an event. In fact, my next one, I'm not gonna announce the date because I haven't announced it yet, but my next event will actually be here in Utah at the biggest arena that Utah has to offer. Um, and the speakers are going to absolutely be insane. I'm not allowed to say yet who they are, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I can say Ed Milet because Ed Milet's a good friend of mine. He will be there. Um, we'll have Brad Lee. Um, I'll have Eric Thomas, which I'm actually really excited about him. He's awesome. Yeah, we have some crazy, crazy. I have a really big one that I'm not supposed to say until next week. But essentially, the the event will be in September. And at these events, what I try to do is is I come out swinging for the fences to teach the world of their capabilities. And these events, for some reason, people get together and they connect. And then we teach these principles. And it's like this whole entire thing where everybody in the, the arena is edified and lifted. And then they just go out and they accomplish massive action. And that's uh, that's what we do four times a year. And here's the coolest part. And this is the one thing that I love more than anything. At the event, I have what's called a VIP dinner. Um, and it's not even really a dinner, but essentially I bring people back to my house. And for those people who don't know me, I, I've been fortunate enough to build a beautiful, beautiful house on the side of the mountain here in Utah. And I'm able to host uh, a, a really cool, intimate, uh, high-level networking where people like Ed Milet and Andy Frizzella and Brad Lee and you know all of these wonderful names that are speaking at the event will actually come back to my house. And then for four hours, 
we get to just sit down and network with each other. We don't have phones out. We don't have cameras. We don't do anything. It's this high level of networking. And it's something that I've really, really prided myself in. There's always cool events to do. But to be able to get these speakers at these events to sit in a room for four or five hours with 20 to 30 people and network and actually build a real relationship has been something that I have just loved doing. And that's essentially what my events, uh, they end with. That's fantastic. And while you can't tell us who's speaking at your next event, we can say who you have had in the past, The Rock, Tony Robbins, Andy Frisella, Jordan Peterson. How do you get these guys to speak to you for free for your audience? So one of the cool things is I'm, I've created a really good network, not because I have money or because I've been successful, but because when I meet people, um, I either I either become family with them or I just become another acquaintance. I don't have people in my life that aren't either all in out. Um, and I let people know that every person on this world, every single person, and you can go all the way up to Tony Robbins to all the way down to the homeless guy down the street, every single person has a need. And if you can for a moment understand that every person should have their needs fulfilled and can have their needs fulfilled by something that you offer, then you can present that to people. And when I sit down with high level people, I just figure out how I can be a need, how I can help their need, how I can step in and be a friend or be a contact or be in their network or help them in any way possible. And then I create these wonderful, beautiful relationships. So, you know, like for example, Andy Frizzella, a very good friend of mine, I text him and I say, hey man, I have an event. I know you're not going to charge me because he never does. I want you to come out. And he says, man, I'm there 100%. You know, I call Ed and I say, Ed, I, I need you to speak, man. I need you to come out. And he says, you know, I'm there 100%. Nice. I get with these people and essentially I just say, hey, I, I need you. And you know that I'll do anything for you and love to have you. And they always say I'm there, dude. That's absolutely fantastic. So going back to your TV show, the premiere was the most watched premier reality show. You set a world record for that. How did that happen? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, what I was telling you is that we were actually fairly famous before the Discovery Channel got to us because we had learned how to do viral stuff. So mm -hmm. on in our viral stuff, we started to become pretty famous on Facebook. I think before we even had the TV show, I had 200,000 followers on Facebook. Um, and so what happened was because we were famous, semi-famous on social media before, with Discovery Channel pushing us and we pushed our own selves and our own crowd, that they were so excited to watch our first TV episode that it was the biggest episode that that uh, Discovery had ever aired with. That's fantastic. Uh, going back to Ed Milet for a minute, he speaks to you for, for your audience for free. And so he mentors you for free too? Yes, essentially, I mean, he's just a buddy of mine. So I get to text yeah. him and call him and he's just, he's always there. He's one of those people that if I text him, he texts me back. If I call him, he answers. If I need something, he's there and I bounce things off of him. And, and you know, what's the coolest thing ever? I was actually just telling somebody, uh, you know who Tim Grover is? He wrote yes. the book on Relentless. He was, so he literally texted me yesterday, him and I just met only three months ago. And he texted me yesterday said, hey, man, I was just checking in on you, wanted to see how you were doing. That's the kind of relationships that I create with the people that I meet. And, and I don't know what it is about me that, uh, that gets me to be in those positions. But I know when people meet me that the need that I feel with them allows me to network with them on a, on a much more intimate level. Mm -hmm. And so, I, you know, I get to do that. In fact, Tim, Tim Grover is actually speaking at the event in September also. He'll be somebody in my living room. Same thing. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I just, I get to be put in these positions and network with these people. And they realize like Keaton's a real dude, but he also yeah. wants to genuinely help me in any way that he possibly can. And for mm -hmm. some reason I'm able to do that. That's fantastic. Now you and I both know Bennett Maxwell. He was on my show about a year ago and we talked about dirty dough cookies. What is your affiliation with that? You own a bunch of their franchises? No. So essentially, um, I went to Bennett and I said, Hey man, I want to buy in with you. I want to partner with you. I don't want to own a franchise. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to have four or five stores. I want everything. So I just went to Bennett and said, let me help you blow this up. I'll help you with the company. And what does the buyout, what does the buy-in look like? And I bought in. Oh, Cause he did mention during the show that he created this with a partner, but no one's name came up. So that person was you. Uh, no, no, no. He, no. uh, he, he, he created this with somebody else. Um, uh, and that person was the one that I bought out. Got it. Oh, wonderful. That's fantastic. So for those people who are trying to grow a social media presence, you have over 6 million followers. How do you do that? I mean, you went viral with a bunch of things that certainly helps, but what does that take? You know, uh, I think a lot of people ask this question and don't ask themselves the question. Mm. Um, everybody wants to know, how do I become viral? And my question is, is what makes you think that you have the right, that you are interesting enough to become viral? And I'm not, I don't say that question to tell them they're not, but rather to change your thinking. Why not become interesting first? and then get on social media and show the world how interesting you are. Everybody wants to jump on social media and try to become interesting. And I would say you have it backwards. Become interesting first. And I don't know what that is. Everybody's life is different. And truthfully, everybody's interesting. If we had the opportunity to see them at their true self, most people will never really dive in and find out how interesting they truly are. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that I teach in Limitless is, is it's like, listen, you want to go viral? Well, what about you is interesting? And if there isn't anything right away, then maybe you should take the chance on yourself to become interesting. And I don't know what that is. Everybody's different. Mm -hmm. But the second you find out in your life what makes you unique and interesting, that's when you take it to the world. And mm -hmm. that's when your social media blows up. And that's essentially what I did. So interesting question. How do you become interesting? Is it the experiences you have? Is it the people you meet? Is it your hobbies? Is it your willingness to just get out there and experience life? I mean, obviously, if you sit at home on your couch, you're not interesting to anybody because all you can talk about is what you're stuff watching on TV, right? Yeah. I think the, the easiest answer is interesting people do things. Uninter uninteresting people talk about things. Oh, say that one more time for people who are taking notes. So I think that the big difference is, is interesting people do things and not interesting people or uninteresting people, whatever the word is, they just talk about things. That's the big difference. And truthfully, if I said that about successful people, successful people do things and everybody else just, just talks about doing things. One of the greatest things I ever heard was, um, people who, who are like genuinely out achieving the world are mm -hmm. doing it. And everybody else is just talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's, that's the best piece of advice I could give to people is stop talking, stop yeah. analyzing, stop thinking, and mm -hmm. start doing. Nobody right. thought their way into success. Nobody thought their way into a bigger social media following. Nobody thought their way into a viral anything. Mm -hmm. They did. And that's the difference, uh, doing and talking. Yeah. Is it difficult to create a community where everyone really supports each other like you've talked about? 
the most important thing ever in anybody's life is the people you surround yourself with. I know that sounds cliche, but it's such the truth. Mm -hmm. You are the sum total of the five people you surround yourself with. You surround yourself with idiots, you're gonna be another idiot. You surround yourself with millionaires, you're gonna be a millionaire. So in Limitless Society, I teach this all the time. Maybe I'm not worth very much. Maybe listening to me as your coach is not really worth that much, but I'll tell you what is. The millions of people out there that are looking to level up, you should want to bring them into your own society and your own culture. And that's what we do in Limitless Society. When you come into Limitless Society, you're surrounded with people who just want to succeed and want you to succeed. The people you surround yourself with is literally the success you will or won't have. Yeah. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes to our final break, and I know one of your goals is to create millionaires. What does that look like? Is it creating an environment where people can mingle and network and be around the five people that they should be around? Is that the gist of it? No, I, I wish it was that easy. Yeah. Um, it's essentially, um, if I summed it up, it's essentially putting you in a network, right? That's a big one. Mm -hmm. um, it's teaching you principles and habits and daily habits because daily habits is what we're the sum total of. And then what it's doing is it's teaching you how to take opportunity and then structure it to become successful. If you'll do those three things, then anybody can become a millionaire. If you put yourself in a good network, if you teach yourself daily habits, like real daily habits of a multimillionaire, and then if you take opportunities as they come, every single person could be successful. And when I say successful, I mean very successful. And what I teach in Limitless Society is a very simple principle. The greatest version of you, and I'm talking about everybody listening, the greatest version of you is absolutely a multimillionaire. Why would you not want to chase that? And why wouldn't you even spend the time, money, and energy to become that? That's absolutely fantastic. So uh, let me just ask, and I'll ask you this at the end of the show again. If someone wants to learn more about Limitless Society while we're on our break, how can they do that? Uh, it's really simple. It's LimitlessSociety.com. It's all there. Everything that you would ever need is there for you to make the decision on if this is something you want to do. Fantastic. We will come back after our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. My very special guest this week is Keaton Hoskins, and we have a lot more to talk about as we conclude. Please stay with us. Don't go away. This is Success Profiles Radio. And if you can think of something that you would like to know about Keaton, just go check him out and... We'll be right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian.
producer, Martin, told me a funny story about his family's Christmas dinner adventure. The family was all gathered at the table with Grandma and Grandpa enjoying a delicious roast. When all of a sudden, their cat came into the dining room and presented them with a baby squirrel. The squirrel was still very much alive. And when the cat spit it out, it ran up Grandma's leg and onto the table. As they tried to lure the frightened squirrel onto the end of a broom so they could take it outside, it jumped lickety-whittle from person to person around the table. Finally, amidst the hubble-bubble and combination of screams and laughter, the squirrel landed on Martin's pant leg and held on for dear life as he walked it outside. Talk about a cattywampus chaotic Christmas dinner. It's Martin I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Down the stretch we come. This is our final segment with Keaton Hoskins. And if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please do so. Leave a review. That would mean a lot to me. We have thousands and thousands of listeners every month, and we've had lots of reviews, and I can't wait to to hear your input. So, Keaton, let me ask you this. Let's discuss mindset as a foundation. You were the champion of this. This is where it all begins. How do you train your mind? Um, I think first you need to understand that every single thing starts with a thought. And if that is true, then you should focus on your thoughts more than anything else. That should be the number one foundation of what you focus on. Every single person is the sum total of their thoughts. So knowing that I should put all of my time and energy into fixing those to serve the purpose that I seek or to help me get to the goals that I seek. Um, I heard I heard uh, uh, somebody talking the other day. Have you ever seen the movie Beautiful Mind? I have not, but I've heard of it and heard a lot of great things about it. It's such a good it's such a good movie because it's essentially he struggles with mental illness and he uses his mind to fix it. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy, but yeah. it all comes back to the idea that that thinking the way you think can change every single thing in your life. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's all I want to teach anymore. Is is what is your mind? How does it work? How do you think? What do you think of? And if you are not where you want to be and you want to be somewhere else, then it's very simple. The only thing that needs to change is your thought process. Yeah, for sure. What do you think are some of your highest core values that you live by? Um, I, I live by uh, respect and loyalty and honesty above everything else. I tell my children and my wife that I would rather be punched in the face with truth than I would be coddled with a lie. And for me, every single thing is built around that. Um, I watched my father on his deathbed filled with regrets. And not that my father wasn't a good man, because he was. And I've realized that when I go, and I don't know when that will be, but when I go and I sit on my deathbed, it won't matter how much money I made or how famous I became. What will matter is will I be filled with regret on how I lived my life or will I be happy and smiling and ready to go on to whatever's next because I lived according to what I truly believed in, which again are those things. 
Fantastic. What do you think are some of your top uh, productivity tips? Because you get a lot done during the day. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would say hire out people that you essentially need to hire out for. I would even say most people listening to this who are entrepreneurs or CEOs, you most likely know that you should be hiring people to do a lot of the stuff that you're doing right now. And the truth is, is you're just wasting a lot of time and a lot of money by not doing that. So for example, I, I, I need my bed made every day. I need my house cleaned up. Well, guess what? I don't have the time to do that. By the time I'm out of bed, I'm doing so many things that even stopping for a moment to make my bed, although I could do it, it makes more sense for me to pay somebody to do that or clean mm -hmm. my house or to keep my schedule. Right now I have three assistants and mm -hmm. that's to keep me straight. So I would tell yeah. you, if you want to be productive, put people in the roles and delegate the things that need to be delegated. If you're the captain of the ship, you're not the guy rowing. You're not the guy messing with the sails. You right, are the right. guy behind the steering wheel. Stop trying to do everything else. Absolutely. For anyone who has a scarcity mindset around that, think about this. If you charge $250 an hour for the work you do, would you turn around and pay someone $250 an hour to make your bed? Absolutely not. So don't do it. Exactly. 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 How do you know what to say yes or no to? Um, I just stick with the honesty rule. If mm. I feel about, if I feel honest with it in my heart, then I say yes. If I don't, I don't. And I have no problem setting a boundary and saying no to people. A lot of people are really, really good at one or the other. A lot mm -hmm. of people are really good at saying no, and a lot of people are really good at saying yes, and there needs to be a perfect balance of both. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I love that. So gratitude is a huge topic on this show. How has that impacted you in your journey? Um, it has absolutely transformed my life. I spend every single morning when I wake up in the thought, um, Marcus Aurelius said that you should contemplate death twice a day. Um, when I wake up, the first thing I think about is the death of myself, my children, and my wife. And that puts me in a perspective of gratitude for the life and the day that I have ahead of me, both the day with my spouse and with my children and with my health. And it allows me to be grateful for every single thing that's thrown at me. And there's a lot that's thrown at me, you know, whatever it is, whether it's good or bad. And staying in a grateful mindset, in a gratitude mindset, has allowed me to find the absolute peace and happiness I think that most people seek their entire lives. Absolutely. What has surprised you the most about entrepreneurship? Uh, how damn hard it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think, um, you know, we talk about, you know, some people are, are meant to be an entrepreneur and some aren't. And I look at a lot of people who have salaried jobs who are making a ton of money and who are happy. And mm -hmm. I say to them, do it, keep doing it. Don't, don't turn around and try to think that you should be an entrepreneur. If you're in a place where you're making great money and you're happy, then do that. But for me, I, I had no idea how hard it was going to be to be an entrepreneur, but of course I had no choice. So that was the only route for me. Absolutely. So those who are in the journey and are struggling, what advice to an entrepreneur might you be giving right now? Um, I would tell them to enjoy the journey. The greatest thing in the entire world is opposition in all things. The truth is, is you cannot experience how sweet the fruit is if you haven't had the sour. You can't experience the joy if you haven't had the pain. If you skip through the journey, there is no pleasure at the top. So those of you who see life linear and see it as, well, this person's a multi-billionaire, they're probably really happy. I'll bet you if they didn't learn through the pain, 
they're definitely not enjoying the sweetness that they have. And so for me, that's the, the biggest thing I would say is enjoy the journey and every hardship makes every win so much sweeter. Absolutely. What is your superpower? What do you think you do better than everybody else? Um, I think my superpower is my ability to see people for who they really are, see their value, and then convince them of that. Yeah, that's that's powerful. I, I love that. And that's why you're a CEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. What bucket list item would you like to accomplish in the next 12 months? It can be business or personal. Man, this is a this may be the hardest question you give me. Um, oh, wow. I, 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 Brian, now that again, I'm going to knock on wood. I do every single thing that I want everything. Yeah. I don't, I mean, if I thought of something yesterday, it'll be done in a week. I mean, there's just not, there's nothing in my life at this point that I don't efficiently and effectively chase as soon as I begin to dream it. Yeah. And so there isn't really anything that's a year out that I'm like, mm -hmm. man, I really, really, I mean, listen, everybody wants to make more money. Um, everybody wants to find more success, but that's a really general answer. I'm living yeah. the, I literally, and maybe I'm the only person you'll ever have on your show say this, I'm living the exact life I want to live. There is nothing in this world that I would change in my life. It is exactly the way that I want it. That is awesome. What do you think is the most influential book you've ever read? Uh, As a Man Thinketh mm. by James Allen. Yep. Good one. Very good one. Yeah. That, that's definitely one of my favorites. For sure. What's the scariest thing you've ever done? Um, scariest thing I've ever done is probably chase my dreams. Mm -hmm. And I mean yeah. that, like, I know that sounds really stupid and cliche, mm -hmm. but every single person has the opportunity every day to wake up and chase their dreams. And 95% of those people are too scared to do it. And yeah. so I would love to be the poster child to tell you, like, I was scared as hell when I started and I'm scared as hell whenever I put a dream out there every time. I tell people yeah. all the time I have a helicopter and I fly and and I have a huge fear of flying, huge fear, mm. fear of flying. I hate I hate heights, I hate flying. Um, but man, when I'm up there in the air and I'm flying the helicopter, there is nothing greater than that time. There isn't. And so again, I would tell you my the greatest fear was was chasing my dreams. Fantastic. How do you choose the right mentor? You find somebody that is living the life that you want. Um, and I mean that in every single aspect. Don't find somebody that's rich because you want to be rich. Don't find somebody who's cocky because you want to be cocky. Don't find someone who is doing one thing. Find someone who has the exact life that you desire. Now, for me, um, there wasn't a lot of people like that. You know, we talked about Ed Milet. When I see Ed Milet, he has the exact life I want. He's the mm -hmm. husband I want to be. He's the father I want to be. He's the successful entrepreneur I want to be. He's the speaker that I want to be. And so when I found him, you know, long time ago, I was like, that's who I want to be. So even when I show people my own life, I show them my life, not to brag, but for people to see, like, if this is what you want, I'll show you how to get this because mm -hmm. I know how to get this. So when yeah. you seek a mentor, you should merely be seeking someone who's doing exactly what you want. Fantastic. We've got less than three minutes until the end. If you could give advice to the 18-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell him? Um, I would tell him to chase his dreams savagely. 
I would tell him to quit worrying about what people think, what they say, nothing matters. In a hundred years, you and me will never be remembered. Nothing will ever be remembered. So you should live this life exactly the way that you want. Chase it, get it, have it, and do every single thing that enters into your mind that you desire or have a goal for. Stop worrying about the past, stop worrying about the future, chase and do every single thing that you long to chase and do. Absolutely. Less than two minutes until the end. The question I ask everyone, Keaton, who inspires and motivates you? Um, you know, I would tell you uh, watching fathers who, who day in and day out bust their ass mm -hmm. and still show up to be a good father and a good husband, those men inspire me like crazy. Yeah. I I love that for sure. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, man, I, I, I appreciate being on your show. You're great. Fantastic. Tell us one more time how we can find you. How can we try with you and vibe with you? The best way to find me is uh, on, on Instagram. It's the period muscle. Um, you can follow me there. And the best way to get into Limitless Society, which I would extend that challenge to everybody, is LimitlessSociety.com. And you can actually message me. I answer every single message on my Instagram. So, And it is me personally. Fantastic. I am following you on Instagram, so I will test that. I'm sure you actually do message people back. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Keaton Hoskins, thank you so much for being here. You were amazing. You were a joy to talk to. Thank you. Let's do this again. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. All right, and thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever and learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn along the way. And if you have not picked up my most recent book, it's called The Greatest Lessons I Learned from Being an Entrepreneur, Volume 3. It's on Amazon, and I would be honored if you would pick that up and leave a review. And until next week, take care, everyone. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Thanks for joining us. Can't wait to have you back next week. And I can't wait to share next week's show with you. Take care, everyone. Bye. for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.